1: Thank you for joining us and for following Working Like Dogs on Instagram and Facebook. We're your hosts. My name is Marcy Davis, and my co host is my amazing service dog, Lovey. And we're excited to be with you today to talk about our favorite subject, working dogs and working animals. And today we're going to be welcoming the Honorable Chief Judge, Kim McGinnis. And she's from the Pueblo of Palauque Tribal Court in New Mexico. And Judge McGinnis presides over all types of cases. Mostly they're criminal cases, abuse, neglect, domestic violence, and family matters. And before becoming an attorney, she was actually a neuroscientist. And she has a Ph.D. in pharmacology from the University of Michigan. And she also completed a postdoctoral fellowship in molecular neurogenetics at Massachusetts General Hospital. And also in the tribal court, she leads the Path to Wellness Court. And that's a court that's specific to adult substance abuse That's problem solving through the court. But Judge McGinnis is joining us today because she is the first tribal court judge to actually have a courthouse facility dog. And she's going to talk with us today about that amazing dog Kiki and the work that Kiki is doing in her tribal court. So come right back after these quick messages as we welcome Judge Kim McGinnis and Kiki to the show. DGP is an all-natural formula proven to help aging pets with joint and mobility problems. It goes to work quickly providing vital nutrients to the joints while reversing the effects of age. Some people see results in as little as seven days. Don't let your dog struggle another day. Call 800-521-0543 or visit dgpforpets.com and enter the code WORK, W-O-R-K, for 25% off your first order and free shipping.
0: Let's Talk Pets on PetLifeRadio.com.
1: Welcome back to Working Like Dogs on Pet Life Radio. Hello, Judge McGinnis, and welcome.
0: Hi, Marcy. Thank you. Thank you for having me on the show.
1: Yeah, well, we're just so thrilled that you could be with us. We've heard so many great things about your program, and I just would love for you to start by telling our listeners a little bit about what a tribal court is, because a lot of people may not be familiar with that. We're really familiar with it in New Mexico, but tell us about it and the types of cases that you preside
0: over. Right. So that's a really interesting question because most, as you know, most people don't understand that tribes and tribal reservations are actually independent sovereign nations. And most have their own courts. And so we have jurisdiction over people who reside on the Pueblo, which is our reservation land here in New Mexico. Uh, so if a person who's a member of a Native American tribe commits a crime here in New Mexico, On reservation land, the tribal court has jurisdiction to hear that case, and if the person's convicted, give that person a sentence. The tribes also have jurisdiction over non-Native Americans who may commit speeding infractions. Uh, So I have a huge traffic court here. We have a big highway that goes through the Pueblo, and our officers are out there making sure everybody's safe and um, giving speeding tickets. The Pueblo also has a lot of housing, so they have an apartment complex and a mobile home park. So I hear a lot of landlord-tenant matters that may not affect tribal members, but the tenant is a non-Native American who has to come into tribal court because that's where their apartment is located, and if they have to get evicted or they're not paying their rent, they come into tribal court. So we have similar jurisdiction as a state court would have just within the reservation.
1: Yeah, that is so fascinating. I'm so glad that you shared that with us because, as you said, so many people aren't familiar with tribal courts and the jurisdiction and the and the responsibilities that you have. So tell us, I can't wait to ask this question, tell us about Kiki and how you decided to get a courthouse facility dog because, as I said, you are the very first tribal court to have a courthouse facility dog.
0: Well, we were... I'm lucky enough, I know Denise Duminell, who's a trainer with the Assistance Dogs of the West. So She works with my spouse up in Taos, New Mexico, at uh, Community Against Violence in their Children's Advocacy Center. Denise has a service dog at the time named Clark, who is a, works with the children. So it's a facility dog who works. Denise is a children's counselor and works with children with Clark. And Denise actually now has Kiki's brother, Carmel. So Denise was talking to me, and and she is the one who encouraged us to get a facility dog for our courthouse, because I was a little leery about it, but she was very insistent that it would be very helpful, and she was instrumental in helping us write a grant to get, actually, the funds to get Kiki to come into our courthouse. So it was over a year-long process before we did get Kiki into our courthouse, but um, it's been amazing.
1: Wow. Well, and if our listeners will remember, Denise has actually been on the show. She came on a little while ago to talk about a really great project that she was working on that actually was to develop a policy around working dogs and pets, both actually, for domestic violence shelters in the state of New Mexico. And so she was on to talk about that. So if our listeners will will remember Denise, and yes, Denise is very persuasive. So I'm sure that she really convinced you, Judge, that you needed a courthouse facility dog. And that's so great that she helped to, to get the grant because that's such a big barrier usually for so many people of actually getting the funds together a dog like this. And you said it took a year process before you got Kiki.
0: Right. So I'm sure your listeners are familiar with the process of people getting service dogs where the person might meet a bunch of dogs until they find the right dog that fits We went through the same process to get a facility dog, myself and the other handler who's here at the courthouse, our probation officer. We went down and luckily we're close to assistance dogs of the West. We're only a half an hour drive away. So we went down there over about six months meeting a bunch of different dogs until it's actually Kiki pretty much decided that she wanted to be our dog. So she, (laughs) she definitely picked us. That's so
1: awesome. Well, I have to say, share with you that I actually saw Kiki in training when she was a puppy, and what oh, a cutie great. pie she is! I just oh had such a little crush on her. To d- d- tell our listeners, um, describe Kiki to us.
0: So Kiki is a yellow lab. She's was born on October fifteenth, twenty sixteen. So she's just over two years old now, which is uh, fairly young to be already working and she's 85 pounds she's really cute she's got a very crinkly smile and when she looks at you with her little eyes you can you it's very hard to, to deny her anything because she's very persuasive with her puppy eyes.
1: <laughs> and she's so smart. She is just such a smart, young, professional woman. She is. What a wonderful little dog she is. So, tell us, so. okay, so after you guys came and you worked a lot of different dogs, how did the process go of how how you started working with Kiki and integrating her into your court?
0: Right. So, once we... Uh, or, once Kiki picked us and it was determined that she was going to become our dog, we went we continued to go down to the assistance dogs of the West and work with the trainers. and And then we would describe to them how what our vision was of using Kiki here at the courthouse, because a lot of times, of course, facility dogs are placed with prosecutors or they're placed with victim advocates. It was going to be a little bit unusual for us because the handlers were going to be our probation officer and myself, the judge which is a little different. So we spent a lot of time talking with Jill, the trainer at ADW, about how we were going to use Kiki. And then Jill came up with Kiki before the placement and worked with us you know, and went through the courthouse and helped us kind of figure out where we were going to have Kiki during sessions because we primarily wanted to use her and do use her now with our wellness court. So our wellness court is like a drug court in a state court. So it's folks who are struggling with substance use disorder, and they come to court... Every week, and meet with the judge, myself, and meet with probation, case management. So it's a very intensive program for people who become court-involved and they have a substance use disorder. And so we use Kiki in the hearings during the week And so we have one hearing every week where all approximately 20 people who are in our program come and they each get up and talk about how their week's been and I ask them questions. And Kiki pretty much hangs out in the courthouse, in the court during that time and she'll wander around and, and she's off leash and she just will go up to people and lean on them and pet them. And yesterday... We had a very intensive interaction. For some reason, there was very high emotions going on in, in our wellness court participants. People were triggered by whatever had been going on during the week, and this one particular young man was very upset, and he, he talked, and he was crying, and he sat down afterwards, and about five minutes later, after somebody else was talking, Kiki stood up and was just super looking at him super intensely. And then, and we were, we kind of stopped and looked at her because she got up and she walked across the front of the courtroom and then just basically jumped into this guy's lap because she had so, could see he was so upset. And that's the kind of thing she's been doing with our participants.
1: Oh my gosh, that gives me goosebumps. That is so awesome. That's, wow. Wow. I can only imagine what that meant to him to get that kind of support at that moment.
0: Right. And, you know, the amazing thing about, Kiki, like any dog, is, she is not judgmental. You know, she doesn't care that somebody had just spent the night in jail or that their mom kicked them out of the house. You know, so she's there for anybody and ha- with absolutely no judgment. And it's really, you know, the only time that most of our participants get to interact with a warm being who's completely non-judgmental. Because even though we try to be non-judgmental, we're, we're not. We're humans and humans are super judgy. But, Kiki has no judgment. If you're there petting her, she's she's loving it.
1: That's so beautiful. Yeah, and she's so in the moment and genuine. I mean, that's that's the beauty of these these working dogs and and the impact they can have because it's so unconditional. And as you said, there's absolutely no no judgment and hidden agendas for these guys, other than maybe treats sometimes. But but that's really it. They're just so present and really there for people. Wow. So do you use her in other kinds of ways in your courts or is it primarily the wellness court?
0: About 75% the wellness court. During the day she generally hangs out with our probation officer and the probation officer sees people all day long who are coming in to get drug tested or coming in to check in or coming in to talk about what's going on in their life. So Kiki is often in the probation officer's office with people or going actually going to the restroom with them while you know I mean and then hanging out while the people are doing their urine screens. And the way I use her is if there's a child who wants to talk to me, you know, so usually at like age seven or older and they sometimes they want to talk to me alone and tell me what's going on. And so I will always bring Kiki in and we just sit down on the couch and Kiki does a jump on and hangs out and so the child will end up invariably talking to Kiki, which is awesome because that's the way they can open up. Because usually the kids are, you know, will grunt at me. But since I've gotten Kiki, I've been able to say, you know, tell Kiki how your week's been, things like that. And so kids will open up way more than they would with just me. That's so awesome, wow.
1: I'm sure that has really been a, a huge change, even though she hasn't been there very long, but it sounds like you're already seeing some really significant impact
0: right. It's really crazy actually, how different the whole environment of the courthouse is it's <laughs> our, our, the tribal court it's very small, you know it's not like a big not like Santa fe where there's you know five stories or whatever it's one story, one courtroom you know there's about There's five offices, so it's a very small, and Kiki's presence is felt all day long, and it's really, it made a huge impact on my staff. So, you know, the one of the main things that Denise sold us on for getting the dog is to reduce the secondary trauma of our staff, which is huge. So, we have staff who you know, come and and we'll pet Kiki, go to the probation officer's office or go to my office if Kiki's with me, just to hang out with Kiki and get some stress release. Our chief of police comes over to spend some time with Kiki. Our human resources manager comes over a lot. She's like, I need some Kiki time. And it's really like to reduce secondary trauma has been one of the major impacts of having this dog in our facility. And I think it's you know, and I don't know yet, but I think it really is going to reduce staff turnover because people don't want to leave Kiki.
1: Yeah, I totally get that. Yeah, I mean, and you just don't realize, like you said, I mean, the ripple effect. Um, and in this case, it's a really positive ripple effect of that secondary trauma and all the other ways that she's, she's impacting your whole work environment and your ability to deliver services and the type of, of service that, that you're delivering. It, it does. It takes on such a different tone and a whole different, different presence.
0: Right. And with the people who are on probation, you know, some of them come in and are so happy to come in because they know they're going to get to see Kiki. And, you know, (laughs) from, from my office, I can hear people coming through the front door saying, Kiki, where's Kiki? You know, and these are people who are like hardcore recovering heroin addicts who are coming in to get a urine screen. But they're like coming in, you know, shouting for the dog when they come in, which is just really beautiful to hear. That is so
1: wonderful. That is just, yeah, that is beautiful. Well, we are going to take just a super quick break, and we're going to come back because we have lots more questions for Judge McGinnis about Kiki and the work that she's doing. So just stay right there, stay put, and come right back after these messages.
0: We'll be right back right after these messages. Stay tuned. Does your dog
1: itch, scratch, stink, or shed like crazy? Come to Dynavite for help.
0: Order a 90-day supply of Dynavite. Dynavite is nutrition.
1: Pick up two bottles of Lico chops Get the third bottle
0: free. New improved Lico chops with omega-3, omega-6, vitamin E.
1: And now, six extra direct-fed microbials.
0: Even better for the
1: digestive tract and immune system. Try Lico chops Buy two, get one free. At
0: Dynavite.com. D-I-N-O-V-I-T-E.com. Oh. Let's talk pets. Let's talk pets on Pet Life Radio. Pet Life Radio. PetLifeRadio.com.
1: Welcome back to Working Like Dogs on Pet Life Radio. And we're visiting today with Tribal Court Chief Judge Kim McGinnis, and we're talking about her amazing courthouse facility dog, Kiki. And um, before the break, we were talking about the work that Kiki's doing, and we had talked some about the training, but I did want to ask you a little bit more about that, Judge McGinnis. So tell us about you know the training and who is actually her handlers, and how does that work? Where does Kiki go at night? You know, Give us a little bit more of the background of how that works.
0: So Kiki goes home with me at night. I was lucky enough to be the only one who had the space available. I have three other dogs, but um, my spouse was lovely enough to let us take on Kiki also, who's obviously a very well-behaved dog at home, but she's a big goof. (laughs) And then, as I said during the day, so our probation officer, Dawn DeSmet, is our, the other handler. So she and I are both trained by Assistance Dogs of the West to take Kiki in public. So she has public access, like a surface dog. And so we went down to every day for two weeks to Assistance Dogs of the West to do the training, the public access training, and then pass the public access test. So we each got certified last year, and then we'll have to be recertified again this year to handle Kiki in public. So when we were being trained... Dawn handled Kiki just because Kiki was so super bonded to me because I'd been taking her home. So we needed to get her better bonded with Dawn. And then I handled another dog that was in training at ADW to do the public access test.
1: Oh, that's great. And so that's really cool that you do the public access test because that's what Lovey and I have to do. So does Kiki do any other, does she have any other types of commands that she does?
0: Well, we do... Like, well, she was trained as, as a service dog. So she does visit, she does, you know, jump on, down. You know, we, we use the same ones over and over. You know, she does target and, you know, walk with me and things like that. And we're actually, right now we're teaching her Tewa, which is the language of the Pueblos in central, northern New Mexico. So we're teaching her Tewa commands. Uh, which is going to be fun for the kids. And uh, my my vision is to have the children help us teach her those Tewa commands. So we finally collected them all, and we've got them on a big whiteboard, and we're going to start teaching her Tewa.
1: Oh, I love that. So Kiki's bilingual. That's so awesome. Oh, I love that. That's so wonderful to get that indigenous connection there. That's so great, and for the kids to be a part of that. So how does Kiki interact with children?
0: She's really... Great. She loves kids. So you know I've taken her up to the early childhood center to meet the kids and have some kiki time up there. And she interacts with the kids who have to come to the courthouse. And so, a lot of times those kids are really scared, but they really, if they're into dogs, they are so thrilled to see kiki and it totally changes their demeanor and relaxes everything. It, you know, reduces their trauma response. So, and this goes for adults also and staff is that, you know, when you're petting the dog, you really become grounded in in the present and what trauma does is it takes you out of the present time and, you know, whether it's a actual full-blown flashback or you're just feeling anxious because you're being triggered somehow, but petting the dog will actually increase your oxytocin, decrease your cortisol, you know, it keeps people grounded in the present and that's really the key to having, to what the facility dog does for folks here at the courthouse is reducing that trauma response. And I see it, I can physically see it with children and with some of the people in wellness court. And like the guy that she jumped on, he was having a major trauma response to something and she jumped on him and, you know, and licked his face and he hugged her and you could just see him kind of coming back into the present.
1: That's so wonderful. Well, and so does Kiki do other things in the community? Does she go out to schools, other types of events or things?
0: Yeah, so I've taken her to... Events. So the Pueblo has a child abuse event and a domestic violence event and also a recovery event. So I usually take her out as an ambassador for the court and we've taken her to the early childhood center and um, we plan on doing more of that as we get to know Kiki better and as she and to teach her the tewa too with the, with the kids. So she's really an ambassador for the court too.
1: Well, that's what I was going to say. I'm sure she is quite the celebrity in that community.
0: And uh, I just got printed baseball cards with Kiki, like a lot of the facility dogs have gotten. So I've been passing them out to people, and people love getting those.
1: Yeah, I bet. I bet they do. Yeah, getting all her information, all her stats on her card. That's that's so great. (laughs) Well, I do want to ask you, what advice do you have for other judges who may be thinking about adding a courthouse facility dog to their team?
0: I think identifying the handler is is key, and you know a lot of times there's so much turnover that you really need to figure out who is going to be there for five years. And with with tribal courts, there there's often a lot of turnover, so that's really something that you really need to think about: is who's is going to be the primary handler? Where is she going to go at night? You also have to plan for paying for her food paying for her vet care, you know, so there's an initial cost that might be covered by a grant, but you also have to make sure you built into your budget to take care of her, make sure she's getting her good food that we feed her and her good meat that we feed her and the good vet care that she gets. And just really thinking and planning for how you intend to use the facility dog. We had a pretty clear vision that we wanted her primarily in our wellness court because that's our biggest program and the biggest need here on the Pueblo. So that was our vision from the beginning. So just kind of planning and thinking what your vision of is of how the dog is going to be used.
1: Yeah, that is so smart. And really, I know people have the idea of, oh, we want a dog. But all the things that you mentioned that you really have to think about, about their ongoing care, about ongoing training, about your relationship with the training organization, whatever organization you get the right. dog from, it's a big commitment. And it's, you know, it's the life of that dog.
0: Right. And it'll be... We're so lucky because we are so close to Assistance Dogs of the West where we are. So, you know, we use them as a resource all the time and are able to go down there and able to call and say help. You know, at the beginning, we called them quite a bit because Kiki, as I had mentioned before, she was so bonded to me that when we were in the court and she was down there amongst the people, she kept trying to jump up onto the bench to be with me. <laughs> <laughs> so it, was, it actually caused quite a bit of a ruckus because she was always trying So the first few weeks, she was so, like, concerned that I was not going to be where she thought I was, that she was always trying to get up with me. But now, after a few weeks, she she understood the program. uh,
1: (laughs) Well, you can't blame her. She wanted to be up there, too. Of course she did. (laughs) And so how did you work with her to get her to be more comfortable? How did they guide you?
0: Well, one thing is that I went to a conference, so she went home with the other handler for the first time and spent a few days with the other handler. So I think the bond with Dawn became much stronger, because Dawn is in the courtroom, you know, when I'm on the bench, and so she was down there with Dawn, and Dawn would give her a lot of treats while she was down there. So she doesn't try to do that anymore. She's happy to be down in the in the court area and not on the bench, and she understands now that I will come down from the bench, and you know, socialize. <laughs>
1: That's so great. Yeah. Well, it's like anybody. You have to learn what your role is and and the protocol of right. your environment. So that's so cool that she figured that out and and that it works. And that's great how you can share that with another handler, that really gives you some flexibility. Both of you guys, so that so that you and Dawn are both have some support and some backup there. But it's it is hard to get staff that that can be committed for long term. But it's, as you said, you guys are so lucky because you're close to assistance dogs of the West. And, you know, I'm amazed they really are on the forefront of courthouse facility dogs in the United States. They are amazing. And they are really placing some fabulous dogs throughout the entire country.
0: Yeah, I feel really lucky to have gotten hooked in with them. And Linda and Jill and Jody have all been so supportive of our work here and so excited to share with tribes that, you know, this is a resource for the community. And it's an honor to be the first tribal court with a facility dog placed um, with us. And it's been exciting. I've been So now I've been being asked to go talk about it at conferences around the country. And that's been... Um, exciting and interesting.
1: Oh, yeah, that's wonderful. Well, you're leading the way and really demonstrating how it can be so successful. And I hope that other tribal courts will follow your lead and that they will get to see the benefits and get to have one of these, or more than one of these incredible dogs that could really be so beneficial to their people.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And, uh, and there is funding available, through the Department of Justice, I think, that will support this kind of initiative for victim advocates in particular.
1: That's awesome. That is so awesome. Well, I always say we're just at the tip of the iceberg of what dogs can really do for us. And in this in the world that we live in now, the need for crisis response dogs and courthouse facility dogs is just, it's so wonderful to see how they're, they're stepping in and, and helping so many people to get through really difficult and tragic situations. But boy, they are a powerful tool that is really coming to the forefront in our criminal justice system.
0: Right, and it's exciting to see people doing more studies about their effects on secondary trauma and primary trauma, and just that once we can get some more evidence-based data to show their benefits, then the funding will even open up even more, because yeah. the, DOJ, the DOJ is about evidence-based stuff, and it's definitely a promising practice at this time.
1: That is so great. Well, you have to promise that you'll come back as you continue your relationship and your work with Kiki and let us know how it's going and tell us about other programs that I'm sure are going to be popping up throughout the country with other tribal courts. Absolutely. Yeah, and also, before you have to leave us, Judge, because we know you're so busy, how can our listeners get more information about you and Kiki?
0: There is a website, swaki.org, but we're about to be put up on a website called the Tribal Justice Initiative and that the person just came yesterday and took pictures of Kiki so will be up on the through the Tribal Law and Policy Institute tlpi.com and they will be putting us on the their website shortly.
1: Oh that's wonderful and tell us that URL one more time.
0: I believe it's T-L-P-I dot O-R-G.
1: Okay, great. And we'll put that on our website so that our listeners can access that because I know they're going to want to see photos of you and Kiki. Yes,
0: absolutely.
1: (laughs) Well, thank you so much for taking time out of your busy day. And thank you for your leadership in leading the way and bringing Kiki into your court and for all the work that she's doing. So please give her a big hug and kiss from us.
0: Thank you.
1: And thank you, our listeners, for being with us. Um, You know, we love to hear from you. So please keep those comments and questions and ideas for shows. Lovey and I love to hear from you. And you know you can email us at marcie, M-A-R-C-I-E, at PetLifeRadio.com. And also, please keep following Working Like Dogs on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. We just love connecting with you and seeing photos of your working dog and hearing about the incredible work that they're doing every day. So thanks so much for being with us and take good care.
0: Let's Talk Pets, every week on demand, only on PetLifeRadio.com.